0: good, praise God. God is good? All right. One of the things that is so profound is our ability to have this constancy in hearing the voice of God. And Sometimes when the word of God comes, it sounds like it's for somebody. But I promise you, today's word is not for anybody, but it's for you. Tell your neighbor, it is for me. If you want to make it more serious, tell it, it's for you. Tell your neighbor, it's for you. Amen. So hence, your hand is pointing at him or her, and the same thing is being shot back at you Father we thank you for your word we thank you for your goodness in the name of Jesus Amen let's go to the book of Luke chapter 11 Luke chapter 17 Luke chapter 17 Luke chapter seventeen. In Luke chapter seventeen, there is a profound statement. And in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 1 to 6, it said, Then he said to the disciples, It is important that no offense should come. Praise God. Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible that offense, that no offense should come. That is a serious statement. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come on the music, but woe to him to whom they do come. It is a music event. It would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of the little ones. Take heed to yourself. Hallelujah. If your brother sinned against you, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he sins again... If a seed against you seven times in the day, seven times in the day, return to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry seed, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the root and be planted in the sea and it would obey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 12 to 14. And he said, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. The evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Look at the face of your neighbor and say, Neighbor, what you sow... It's what you reap. I am not talking about money. I am talking about forgive. Tell your neighbor, forgive. Forgiveness. Come on, say to your neighbor, forgive. And I told you last week when I'm doing part two today, I told you last week that Jesus Christ himself said in the book of Luke chapter 17, the verse number one is said to his disciples it is impossible that no offences should come. So it means that everywhere you are, there is a high tendency or proclivity that you'll be offended. Even the woman you so find that you obtained favor. That woman, when you live with that woman, you can still be offended. And they say that everywhere you are, at your workplace, you will be offended. Even in the church, you will be offended. Because it said it will be impossible for you to be in a place with somebody and you will not find offenses. Offenses is everywhere. Your children will offend you. Your pastor will offend you. Everybody will offend you. Because offense is not like a a typical language that you can decode and encode. It comes in a very mysterious way. Even your smile can cause somebody to be offended. Even the way you walk can cause somebody to be offended. It is not what you just say, the way you even walk, the way you even look at somebody. It's like you don't like me. I remember many years ago when we started a church, there was one usher who used to welcome one nice lady to the church. You know, every time she came, oh, please have a seat. And, and this lady observed repeatedly, and, and she, she, she concluded. She came to me and said, Pastor, I want to report something to you. I said, report, come on. I want to listen to my members, so tell me what is going on. And so there is one usher in this church who doesn't like me. I said, really? I'll fire that... <laughs> I'll fire that usher because we want everybody to feel at home, isn't it? So I said, What did she do? He said, I promise you, Pastor, every time I come, this usher makes me sit in a seat where there is nobody. So when they say give your neighbor a high five, I don't get anybody to give high five to. And I think that this usher that didn't like me. So as a pastor, I said, Which usher? He said that one day. I said, Hey, usher, come. I've been told you don't like this lady. Is it true? So, oh, pastor, how can this be possible? I, I, what, what? It was a mystery to the usher. I said, listen to what she's saying. She's saying that every time she comes, you allow her to sit in a particular seat where there is nobody. Is it true? I said, pastor, I have no idea this is happening. So even in the church, offenses will come. But it does say something here. Even though it will come, woe to him. The way you talk to people. The way you lie to people. Anything that warrants forgiveness, you have to be very careful. The way you treat people. The way you accept people. The way you make people feel. The way you even look at people. God is saying that offenses will come, but you have to be very careful so that you don't be partake in the business of them that create offences. Amen. And I did explain to you last week that forgiveness means stop, uh, means stop feeling uh, resentment towards someone for an offence or flaw or mistake committed by the person. That is what it means by forgiveness. When we look at resentfulness, resentful means feeling or expressing bitterness or indignation at having been treated of unfairly. And I did also mention to you, if you have to get the podcast podcast and listen. Praise God. If you haven't located the church podcast, see the technical team at the back, and they will help you to download the podcast, and you'll be able to enjoy it. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into it. I gave you some few. We we ended by uh, looking at why... We must forgive, Amen. We said the first one: forgiveness is not about right or wrong, but rather uh, it's about war, peace. It is not. That is why the, the group of people I find difficulty with is especially the family. And when I talk about the family, we are blessed to have the faith family here. Praise the Lord! So we have the faith family, which is global across church. We have family. And the most annoying thing is to see family members who are killing, who are fighting each other with offenses. Praise the Lord. If you allow the devil to come here and bring offenses among us, we take offenses. Do you know what he's doing to us? He's killing us. Husband and wife can fight and they want to justify why they are right and who is right and who is wrong. And they keep on breathing. They want to get 100% people. If they get 100% people, the husband can boast and say, I have 70 people supporting me, which means that you are wrong. You are joking. You are a comedian. It is not about who is right and who is wrong. It is about moving together to achieve the peace of God. So, if you are, if you are not, if you take interest in identifying who is wrong and who is right, you will never be able to forgive anybody. You have to forgive each other because forgiveness takes you to a destination that unforgiveness can never take you there. So, it is not about who is right, who is wrong. So, if there's somebody you are fighting with, you are not talking to the person, you must understand that it has nothing to do with right or wrong, but it has so much to do with peace. Number two, we said forgiveness benefits the person forgiving more than the person receiving the forgiveness. So, if you are the one who is supposed to forgive Brother Joshua for a reason, and you are holding on and not forgiving him, you are the one losing, not Brother Joshua. Hallelujah. We did this last week. You have to get the podcast and listen, because I've even listened to it myself. And the Bible said that when Job was offended by his own friends, in Job chapter 42 verse 10. The Bible said that Job repaid, forgave his friends and he decided to pray for them. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job has lost everything not knowing his forgiveness and praying for his friends carried the breakthrough of his life. The person you are fighting with, you are not forgiven. He is the one who carried the keys. To your greatness. I like it when Thomas Formula Thomas Fuller said, and I quote, he said, He that cannot forgive others, break the bridge over which he must pass himself. For every man has need to forgive, unquote. So there is a bridge you have to walk on, and that bridge is established by your forgiveness. So if you are not forgiving somebody, the bridge you have to walk on yourself, you are demolishing it. So forgiveness is a key. It is a killer not to forgive. Unforgiveness is what? It's a killer. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, be with me. I'm talking to you. Praise God. Nelson Mandela was offended so much. Hey, That man is a warrior. Nelson Mandela says something in our quote. He said, as I walk out the door towards the gate, that will lead to my freedom. I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness, my hatred behind, I could still be in prison on there are some people you are fighting with. You, are, you, you don't know what is. Listen, I'm telling you that unforgiveness, resentful offenses is on the side. And I explained to you last week that the opposite side is peace. And I told you that when Jesus was walking with the, was with the disciples, when they were going through the storm, that was a symbolism of offense and not... um. An an atmosphere without peace. The Bible said when Jesus appeared, then before he appeared, the Bible said they were emptying their boat. When you are offended, some good things you have to keep for yourself, you throw it out. That smile you have to give to your husband in the morning, that offense is making your face look so ugly. I nearly use a word, I don't know whether it's in the dictionary. I nearly use the word, uglicious. (laughs) hallelujah i think one of the points i gave to you last week was that when you don't forgive your rightful identity is being submerged your face is not like this tell your neighbor this is not your real face you are offended so much that the the face that is not your rightful face has now become permanent Everybody knows you not to smile. You are, you are not happy. You are every time having a problem with somebody. Even your own children, you are having problems with them. What is wrong with you? Who did this to you? Praise the Lord. You have a good sense of humor, but because of your face, you are not smiling nowadays. And I told you that there is a scientific effect when you are you are moody. You don't smile. You are not smiling, and your face is like. You don't want anybody to come close to you. Praise the Lord. I like it when First Peter chapter three verse seven says, "Husband, likewise dwell with them, your wives. Your wives, dwell with your spouse, with understanding, giving honor to the wife, as to the weaker vessel, and as being hers, together of the grace." Of life. That your prayer may not be hindered. When I, I like fasting a lot. I, I think at the moment I've reduced it a bit. But before I like fasting. When I saw this scripture. It caused me to understand that whatever my wife has done, I have to forgive her. Because it doesn't matter how much you pray. Your prayer can be hindered by the offenses you have picked with your wife. Praise the Lord. I wish one of these days I have to preach about marriage. Then you understand where I'm coming from. He said it is not good for a man to be alone. It was not said by anybody. It was said by God. Now you have allowed offenses to separate you and your wife. When God told you that I gave her to you, he said he that found it a wife findeth a good thing. obtain one. Favor. And your life was without favor. But when you met this woman, you obtained favor from heaven. Now you have allowed offenses to separate the two of you. To go back to your place without favor. Did you know who put you in that position? It was offenses. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 15 verse 31 32, the Bible said, And he said unto him, Son... Thou thou art ever with me, that is a prodigal son, the eldest one. The father said that to him. All that I have is thine. And it was meant that you should, it was meant that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Okay. Now this the one of the challenges is that when you are reading the scriptures and you begin to you begin to understand it, it makes meaning. Now look at what it says. It said the prodigal son who offended the father, look at the characteristics or look at the way he was pictured. Now, if you are not forgiving somebody, look at the way it looks like. You know the prodigal son, he offended the father big time. You know it. Okay? Look at the way the Bible describes it. I can talk about it the whole preaching. The Bible said that for this thy brother, for the offense he committed, this is how he is now. He was dead. When, so, when you pick offense with somebody, it's just like the person is dead. Have you thought about that? When you pick offenses with somebody, you kill the person. Even though the person is alive, the person is dead. So you cannot receive anything from the person. The person is like dead. Number one. Number two, it said that and he's alive again. Okay, so he used a word, because I've forgiven him, he's alive now. He was lost. So when you pick offense with somebody, the person is not there, he's lost. Hallelujah. So it is important there are people who must be in your life that they have had, they've allowed themselves for the devil to use them to create offenses. The initiator of offenses is being pioneered by the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, will, I will want to move on, okay? Otherwise, I will not give the whole point. Number three, God said we must forgive. God said we should forgive. It's a commandment. So the reason why you must forgive have nothing to do with right or wrong, but it has something to do with peace. The reason why you must forgive is that it benefits you, the one forgiven. The third thing is that God is telling us, forgive. In Luke chapter 17, verse 3 to 7, the Bible said, it said, take heed to yourself. If your brother sinned against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if, he, and if he sinned against you seven times in a day, seven times, if he comes to you and say that I've repented, forgive him. The last time I heard that you are not talking to somebody was that the person offended you once in a day. And you've not spoken to the person. Praise the Lord. So I want God is instructing us to all to forgive. And to forgive, you can't be carnally minded and you'll be forgiven. It takes a spiritual mind to forgive. Because offense will open you up to the physical reality of the situation. And I know people who say, do do they know who I am? Somebody, look at offense making somebody speak nonsense. He said, do you know who I am? And I'll ask you, who are you? Praise the Lord. What at all have you, God, that you are boasting? This person is important in your life. And God has given you instruction. You must forgive one another. He said that it is this on these grounds that you will be... Free. He said, I want you to forgive one another. In Ephesians chapter 4. Okay? Why is God telling you to... to why is God giving us this command? That you must forgive one another. Try and forgive one another. Forgive one another. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, look at what it says. This is Paul writing to the uh, the church. And he said, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all loneliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love enduring to keep this is where the point is enduring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is a bond the word bond is that which holds things together it is not offenses that holds us together it is the peace of god that holds us together and where there is no peace the peace of god there is integration there is separation there is a level of independency. Praise the Lord. So, if Paul is saying that I beseech you, this kind of forgiveness I'm talking about is some. It's not something that is easy to achieve. He said, "I want you to come to the place, and there is a word endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. Unity promotes peace." It is unity that sponsors peace. It is forgiveness that sponsors unity. If you see two people walking together, the Bible said that how can two walk together unless they agree? Agreement is facilitated when there is unity. And there is unity when there is peace. Where there is no peace, there is no unity. So, if we want to move forward and be progressive, we need the peace of God that holds us together, that's united. He said, "I, I beseech you, brethren, I want you to hold on on that kind of endeavoring. I want you to keep the unity of the Spirit, oh, in the bond of word of peace. This unity is promoted by unforgiveness." Vision promotes unity of purpose. The glory glory of God manifests in the place where there is unity. Praise the Lord. You are too quiet. Praise the Lord. So, where there is peace, there is progress. Where there is peace, there is excellency. Where there is peace, there is beauty. Where there is peace, we, we eliminate a what word, greediness. Where there is peace. In Acts chapter 2, I didn't give it to you, don't worry. The Bible said in Acts chapter 2, when the believers were gathered together in one place, with one mind, and what happened? Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It said all the believers were gathered together, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2. Look at what happens. They were all together in one place and what? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were all. They were sitting. What was in the place where they were sitting? They were with one accord. They were with unity. And the Bible said that unity promoted the purpose of God to be established. There are some of our marriages, our relationship, our churches. The promises of God have delayed because there is no unity. The Bible said that when Peter heard that Jesus said they should wait in the upper room, the Bible said he went back to fishing and people separated themselves. But when they came to the place of unity, the Bible said the promise of God came to pass in your life. I pray over your life that whatever has integrated will come to the place of harmony for you to actualize the promise of God in the mighty name of Jesus. The promises of God manifest when we dwell in unity. I like it when Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3 said, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirt of his carmen as the dew of Hammon. And as the dew of the that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for the Lord, the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forever. God commands His blessing where there is unity. Praise the Lord. God commands His blessing where there is war. There is unity. The reason why you aren't seeing the blessings of God in your life is because you are creating and listen. One of the things, I hear people saying that when I forgive somebody, doesn't mean the person must come back to the position the person was in. We will talk about that maybe one day. But forgiveness is more spiritual than physical. Praise the Lord. That is when, when when you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean the person must sit in your car with you. Forgiveness is more spiritual than physical. That is where people get it wrong they think if you allow them in your house and think that is what forgiveness is about but forgiveness is not because you can still sit in my car if you've if offended me you've still offended me if i've not forgiven you it's not sitting in my car that will change it praise the Lord. so forgiveness is more spiritual point number four why you must forgive forgiving others help you to receive forgiveness from god so it makes it conditional. it said and forgive us our Death is as we forgive those who are sin against us. So it became the propensity, the the, the platform, the grounds for which you will be forgiven. And also it says to tell you that if you need everybody needs forgiveness from God because of our limited understanding about things of God. So we always become we fall short of the glory of God. Amen. So it is important we forgive. And forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. There are certain things you are owing God. He will not forgive you until you forgive others. Praise the Lord. Let me move on to point number five. The reason why you must forgive is that you are already a beneficiary of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reason why you must forgive is that you're already enjoying forgiveness. So come on, you have to be partakers of it. Because whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It was out of our rejection. It was forgiveness that brought us under the umbrella of God. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 25 to 30, it said, But as he was not able to pay his master, commanded that he be sold with his wife and children all, that he had, and that pay that payment he be made. Then the servant therefore fell down before him and said, Master, have have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred penari. And he laid hand on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison, he should pay the debt. Precious one, you must learn to forgive. Tell your neighbor you must learn to forgive. (laughs) Come on, tell your neighbor you must learn to forgive. Because you're already benefiting from war for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Amen. You wouldn't get to where you are now without forgiveness. So, if you want to move forward in life, you have to all forgive. There are times I speak to people, they say the way I speak to them, they take offenses. But the devil wants to break the unity among us. That is why offenses always come. Praise the Lord. Amen. There are four steps. I want to talk about the four steps to forgiveness. It is best to do the first step in writing until you get some experience. Step number one. State who you need to forgive and for what. So you have to state, why must I forgive this person? Who should I forgive? So you have to understand, you have to come to the place and say, this is the one I have to forgive. He's the one who, it's not me who offended you, you have to forgive. The one who offended you, you have to write down and say, this is the one I need to forgive and why must I forgive that person? You have to forgive. It's a spiritual act, so you have to identify the person you are forgiving. Number two, acknowledge how you currently feel about the situation. You have to accept it that you are not happy about it. And I like it with the way we were talking about uh, some of the stuff in the during the discipleship class. Let him get it done. Let him do it then. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It will come so sharp here. It is best if these are your honest feelings, not nice, polite things. You know, you just want to please everybody. If you are not happy about it and you don't correct it, your behavior will conform with your heart. So if you are not happy about somebody, you must find a way to acknowledge how you are feeling about it. Because you have to acknowledge, otherwise you will be deceived. Praise the Lord. So the second thing you do is that acknowledge how you feel. I am really hurt. And I want you to understand I'm really hurt. I'm not happy. I wasn't happy about the way you spoke to me. I was really hurt. And sometimes it will surprise you the person even really didn't know that that is how bad you feel. He said, I never meant it that way. I didn't intend it to come that way. Wow. Wow. Amen. The test is state the benefit you will get from forgiving. You have to know the benefit. The reason why some of us keep money in the bank is not because we like the bank, but because of the benefit we have. Praise the Lord. If you know the benefit you will receive, you will forgive the person. Praise God. It will surprise you that... In the future, you are going to sink in the water. The person who is the best qualified person to lift you up is the one you are fighting with. It's the one you've taken offenses with. So if you begin to know that God has got a better future for the two of us, nothing will separate you. I remember there was a a brother who took advantage of me some years ago. I gave money to him to do some things. And this brother abused it. He didn't, mean, he didn't mean to abuse it, but he abused it anyway. Then we, we, we were not the same way we were before. And after many years, I forgave him. When I forgave him, later on, he, I had a phone call from him. He said, he calls me Benash. He said, Benash, I have decided to bring 10 group of people together. And these are people who are, if those group of people <laughs> academically and the level they occupy in the society, they are very high people. Is that I've decided to select 10 people and I've selected you to be part of them. I want to do this for you to tell you that I am sorry for what I did to you. You have no idea. There are certain places you will never get if you don't forgive people. Hallelujah. Number four, commit yourself to forgive. It is not something that will happen naturally. It is not something that will just happen. It is something you have to commit to. You have to conscientize yourself. You have to deliberately tell yourself, I will forgive this one. He needs to be forgiven. And sometimes the reason why you find it difficult to forgive is that you want the person to occupy in certain positions that you have not prepared your heart to be able to to handle it at that level. Forgiveness takes time sometimes. Amen? So when people have not yet gone through the, the, to the place of understanding the benefit, to the place of committing themselves, and you want to rush them, you will not be able to receive the fullness of the, of the forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to understand that Jesus wants us to live in unity. God wants us to dwell in unity. God wants us to dwell together in the way that will bring benefit to us. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that when you begin to lie to your friends, when you begin to lie, when you begin to say things you shouldn't say, when you begin to look down upon them, you are creating offenses. And that is a problem with Judas. Judas betrayed against Jesus. It doesn't matter how much money was given to Judas, he still offended Jesus. But I want you to know that Jesus could not go on the cross and still hold on the pain about Judas. Otherwise he will not be able to achieve the purpose for which he came on the cross. My Bible said Jesus forgive Peter. Jesus forgave Judas. Jesus doesn't want anything to interrupt with the purpose of God concerning his life. As you hear the sound of my voice today, I want you to understand that do not allow offenses to dwell in your dwelling in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus had to forgive. There are some people who are blind... are some people who do not understand if we who are spiritual who understand the benefit of forgiveness we must share the same benefit with them we have to forgive them for them to come to the place of understanding because of their lack of understanding that is why they keep on offending us but we have to tell them I know that you have offended me what you have done is really bad I don't want to allow you in my life I want to allow you in my life but I want to forgive you. I know there is a better future for us than the way we are right now. Precious one, I don't want you to think that my forgiving you means that I was not hurt. In spite of the pain, I've made up my mind to obey God. I've made up my mind to come to the place of understanding that God forgave me on the cross. And my Bible said, while they affect him, while they slapped him, while the pierce him. While they insulted him, my Bible said, Father, I cried to you today. Forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Precious one, there was somebody under the sound of my voice. The devil wants to use your brother, your sister. The devil wants to use your wife, your husband. The devil will use anything to entice you, to bring you to the place to transmit offense. But I pray over the life of somebody here in the sound of my voice. God will want us to dwell in unity. God wants us to dwell in harmony. God wants you to live with your spouse in a harmonious way. That his glory will be seen in your life. I don't know what pain you are going through, but I want to assure you, your pain is not accurate to the pain that jesus went through but in spite of all of that when he gave us the garden of eden when he gave it to adam he gave it to us when he gave it to eve he gave it to us but in spite of everything that he made available in the garden man took the advantage ah, to want to be like god there is somebody who wants to be like you and because of that they step on your toes they did what they shouldn't have done but my Bible said when man sinned against God, he sent forth his holy begotten Son. The word only means it means so much to me. And God wants you to forgive your brother because forgiveness means so much to you. Come and look at the face of your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you need to forgive. Oh my god, it's a Jesus said in the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 34. It's a then said Jesus, Father, I want you to forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. They divided his garment and cast a lot. The reason why they did that was because there was a prophecy concerning his life. The reason why people hate you, the reason why they accuse you, the reason why they insulted you, it's because. Jesus went through it. And if we share fellowship with God. God wants me to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. It is time to forgive. Tell your neighbor. It is time to forgive. Oh, I know you are hurt. I know you have gone through pain. I know you have gone through some things. I know it was painful. I know what you have done for that brother. I know what you did for that sister. But regardless of what you did, they still pierced your side. The sick took advantage of you. But in spite of whatever they have done, there is a future that is beautiful that you can never get into wait until you forgive my Bible said it was true forgiveness that called Jesus to sit at the right hand side of God. What does it mean? There is a place you can never sit until you forgive that brother, until you forgive that sister. I want you to understand that God wants you to join the family of them that will not accept offenses. When offenses come, it is about time you forgive. My Bible said they want to Accused this lady when they met the woman at, at the point of adultery. They wanted to cast stone on her, they wanted to kill her. I know they are certain fools the devil have set around you. They are telling you you can't forgive this one they are telling you you can't forgive this brother they are telling you you can't forgive this wife anytime people encourage you to walk in offense you gotta detect that they are walking in their flesh and I pray to you today anybody who have set around you to cause you to walk permanently in offenses I pray that may God alleviate them in the name of Jesus I pray today any offense, any pain you are going through that is making you lose your mind when you remember the pain you have gone through and how bad you have gone through the pain and how bad the Bible said uh, Joseph was a prophetic man. The Bible said he carried divine mandate upon his life. Not only was the promise given to Abraham but the Bible said that your people shall be enslaved and they will will become slaves on the foreign land and after many years I will bring them out. What does it mean? When Joseph forgave his brothers I did not bring the forgiveness of his brothers? His brothers wouldn't have moved their father to come and dwell in Egypt. Because of his forgiveness, there was a prophetic word that was open for them. They were able to walk into the prophecy of God because of their forgiveness. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. When you hold on to that offense, you hold the hand of God in manifesting his glory. The Bible said when he forgave their brothers. I don't know whether you know what Joseph went through. They put him in the pit, they insulted him, they made decisions about him. It was not Joseph's friends who offended him, it was his own brothers. I know the person who offended you is like a family member, but God said, In spite of whoever, whatever they did, I want you to forgive them. Come and tell your neighbor, It is time to forgive. Oh, I don't know what you know, but I want you to understand. Joseph went through so much pain, but until he forgave his brothers, the prophecy of God did not come to pass in this fullness. If the Lord has brought you this, then I want you to understand that don't allow any offense to hold you back. Stand on your feet. Ah, oh. People offended you, I know. It was painful, I know. But God said you must forgive. Today's message is for you to go home and phone that brother, phone that sister, phone that friend, that mother of yours, that father of yours who offended you. Thank you, Jesus. Let the keyboard display here now. You can play. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray and say, Father, strengthen me to forgive. Begin to pray, somebody. It is not easy. If you know somebody you have to forgive, you want to mention the name of the person in your prayer and say, Father, strengthen me. I said, Go home to do this. It's not because I'm a fool. Oh, my God. I pray today, strengthen me to forgive. Come on. You are not praying like there is somebody you need to forgive, there's somebody you have to forgive. Father, we thank you for this forgiveness power. Give us the strength to forgive in the name of Jesus. Give us the strength. We thank you. In Jesus' name. I pray for you today. Lift up your right hand. Place it on your chest. Whatever pain you are going through because of offenses, I pray that may God strengthen you to forgive. Whoever has offended you, that you are going through pain. Father, forgive this one. We pray that the Lord will give us a strength to forgive. Whatever caused God to, to Jesus to forgive. I pray that the same strength will be released in the name of Jesus. I give a glory in the name of Jesus. I give a glory in the name of Jesus. Play the music, the one you were playing. Thank you, Jesus. I pray today that every part of your life that needs strength to be able to go through this valley of forgiveness, may God give it a strength. I know it is painful, say the Lord, but I want you to do it because my glory will be revealed, say the Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.